This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you receive this pre-selected book of the month, Mercy Comes Before Grace. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. Grace is different than mercy. People have a tendency to try and uh, confuse the two and act like they're interchangeable. They're two different good Greek words. Grace is hardest. Mercy is elios. Amen. That means compassion. Amen. Something completely different. Then sometimes uh, people try and uh, treat grace as though it's like righteousness, which is another word, another different word, dikaiosini. Welcome to the Live Your Faith broadcast. I'm Keith Butler. Praise God. Our broadcast is about Romans 1.16, which reads, The Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. And then it's also about Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. We'll help you learn how to live by faith. And also, praise God, we'll help you to understand the Word. That's what this program is about. We're going to go right into it right now, and you'll learn and you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. If you run into a real sticky problem, this is why you have this Bible. The Bible is God speaking to you. And Romans 1.16 says that the Bible, the word of God, is the power of God to all deliverance. And so they got the word out. And we have no indication that anyone left. They all stood and hung together. Praise God. They got the word and they were in unity, unity one to another and they confessed the word. So now notice what else they're going to do, even though they're under this threat for their life. And now, Lord, look at their threatenings. And grant unto your servants that with all boldness you may protect us. Well, that's what most people would have been asking. I mean, most people would have been asking, all right, they, the government now has said they're going to kill us if we continue. So protect us. Keep us from getting killed. Let your shield come around us. They would have found something to say. But these people are a little different. Amen. They said, praise the Lord, instead of, Lord, protect us, grant us all boldness that we can keep on preaching. And by stretching forth your hands to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus. Now they understood what a sign was because of what Jesus told them during that interval of six weeks. So keep a finger here and turn to Mark 16. Now the Greek word for signs 
is Simeon, praise God, uh, amen. And the word Simeon means indications. It's an indication of something, right? So what he says here, in verse 15, we'll read down to verse 17. And these indications, what indications? Because we see in verse 15, he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and baptized shall be saved. That believe not shall be damned. These indications shall follow the believers. Now, he didn't say here these indications follow the apostles. And if you have a red letter edition, Jesus himself was speaking. And Jesus said, these indications, in other words, if you see real believers, these are the things you will see trail behind them. Are you listening to me? Praise God. So he's going to lay out then these signs and wonders and they were, praise God, number one, take authority over the devil. They're going to have authority over the devil. Praise God. Cast out devils. The second one was they would speak with fresh tongues. That word kenos in the Greek, praise God. Fresh, brand new tongues means a language that they were not taught and a language that they didn't learn. We're talking about speaking in tongues like on the, in the book of Acts, praise God, chapter 2. Amen. It goes on to say, uh, the next one, amen. Not harmed by Satan's physical attacks. Amen. Take up serpents. Satan will try and do whatever he can, but they won't be harmed by it, praise God. Goes on to say, if they drink any deadly thing, it should not hurt them. Of course, it's not on purpose. But what he is talking about here, a, a divine inoculation against accidental poison. And then they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, causing people to physically recover through laying of hands. Now, if you keep reading these five things, because these are the indications when they pray in Acts chapter 4, these are, this is what they prayed for. Okay. Signs, wonders. So verse 19 says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. He sat down on the right hand of God and they went forward and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them is italicized, meaning it wasn't in the original text. The words we're working with and confirming the Lugos or all of the word with indications following all men. And so people who really believe exercise authority over the devil. Amen. They don't come up praying, Lord, get the devil off me. The devil's beating me up. What I'm going to do? No. Real believers take authority over because they know who they are. They know what they have in Christ Jesus. Don't shut me down now. Hallelujah. They lay hands on the sick in shopping malls, on the streets. Amen. They're not ashamed to pray for people and lay hands on them and let them get healed. Because God intended for the power to be manifest not in the church house, but on the street. Believers will go out there. There will be divine protection for them. They really believe what God said. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the question is, do these indications follow you? They speak with fresh tongues, and we know why. Hallelujah. It tells us in Corinthians, amen, tells us that when we do that, we speak divine secrets unto God, and we build up ourselves spiritually. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4. 
Now, when we go back to Acts chapter 4, as we examine this situation, amen. So that verse 30 again. So stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs or indications and wonders, praise the Lord, may be done by the onoma. We know the Greek word, New Testament translated from the Greek, and the Greek word for name is onoma. In this congregation, you know what onoma means. It means authority, praise God, and character. The most outstanding character trait of God is that he is love. And, praise God, it also means that you have been given Jesus' authority. Hallelujah. And so they ask these things will be done with the love of God, that's their heart, and with Jesus' authority. Remember, Jesus' authority in Philippians chapter 2, 2, 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who in the form of God thought it not right to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation, was found in the likeness of men, praise God. And the scripture goes on to say, God the Father has given him a name and authority. That's above every authority. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, earth, and hell. And every tongue will acknowledge Jesus Christ as the highest authority of all to the glory of God. So they ask, praise God, for his glory, not ours. His authority, not ours. We want to see indications like you told us when we first saw you after you were raised from the dead, you told us this. Because when he told them Mark 16 was right after he was raised from the dead. Amen. Glory to God. Now, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. The building began to shake. Nobody ran out the building. And they were all A-L-L. Everybody, at least 8,120 people. We know on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 got saved. Amen. That other 5,000, and I'm sure the number's actually probably bigger than this because the scripture doesn't just fill in the doubts on everything, but we know what happened to them. Hallelujah. So now they're all filled with the Holy Ghost, but I thought they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Yeah, they were. Amen. There's one baptism of the Holy Spirit, but there's many refillings. Amen. Just like when you buy a new car, they're supposed to have the tank full. Hopefully they do. Hallelujah. But after you run for a while, three, four hundred miles, the tank will get down to empty. And what you got to do, refill it again. See, there's constant refillings. And many times what, what happens with believers is that they don't stay full. So how do you stay full? Well, you stay full by spending a lot of time praying in the Holy Ghost. That's like taking that, that, that pump and putting it in, in there, amen, fixing the automatic thing there, glory to God, and just go ahead and do, 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 till we go back to full again, ready to fight for the kingdom of God. See, it takes time. You have to take time with the things of God. See, people don't want to take time with the things of God. They just want people like me come, come, come teach us and fill us up, get us excited. We'll see you next Sunday. No, no, no. There's things you got to do during the week. Oh, all that shouting praise God. So they asked for teras, which is the Greek word for wonders. They asked for Simeon. They asked for signs. 
and they asked for boldness and the building began to shake. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost and, well, one of the things they asked for, they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude, now I don't align that word multitude again because that's, again, that multitude is thousands. And multitudes of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. They put aside their little temporal differences. Because you can have two people in a room and there's still going to be some differences. And if you've been married to anybody, you know good and well, it ain't the two of y'all, but still y'all got some differences. Don't shout me down now. I didn't hear a male amen at all. She going to kick you under that seat, brother. Amen. They put them aside. And to advance in anything, whether you're talking about marriage or you're talking about organization, to, to go forward to a goal, there's always the sacrifice of putting away some things. So when you get thousands of people all to get together with one heart and one soul, they're all got the same direction. Neither any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own. They had all things common. Now the scripture here doesn't tell you that they had to have all things common. Amen. But this, the all things common tells you about how soft their hearts were now. Their hearts have become so soft that praise God, they didn't care about what they had anymore. And they didn't care what somebody else had anymore. They gave up trying to keep up with the Joneses. And they were focused on one thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And with great power. Now the Greek word for power is due to them. It's supernatural ability. Gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Great grace was on thousands of people at one time in one place. Now, I got to take a minute for people who may be new and just give a little thumbnail about what the grace of God is. So you can write this down because I probably won't read them uh, out loud to save time. But Hebrews 10, 29 tells us that the Holy Spirit's name is the spirit of Harris, the word Greek word for grace. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace himself. He's the one operating during this dispensation, God dealing with man. Praise the Lord. Amen. Grace is different than mercy. People have a tendency to try and uh, confuse the two and act like they're interchangeable. They're two different good Greek words. Grace is harsh. Mercy is elios. Amen. That means compassion. Amen. Something completely different. Then sometimes... Uh, People try and uh, treat grace as though it's like righteousness, which is another word, another different word, dikaiosini. That's an entirely different word. It is not grace. Righteousness is your position in Christ. Grace is manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's why the words in Hebrews 4.16, come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain, number one, mercy. And find grace. To help you in your time of need. 
See, the end tells you that they are different. Hallelujah, somebody. Then the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 3, verses 5 and 8, Paul says, anybody who says that I say that you can do evil and good come, he said, you have blasphemed me. He said, I don't say that. Okay, amen. And then, praise God, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Paul talks over there about, of course, there's a throne in the flesh. I'm going to just go over and read that one real quick. Hallelujah, so I can get where I'm going, actually. But 2 Corinthians chapter 12, God told him, because he had been demon spirit, had been given as a thorn in the flesh against him. He asked God to get rid of it three times in verse 8. In verse 9, he said, God answered, my grace is enough or sufficient for you. For by strength, he caused the grace of God, the strength of God. And that Greek word there is dunamis, supernatural ability. It's made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul goes, most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my weaknesses, that that dunamis, power, grace of the anointed, no, of the anointing or Christos or Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecution and distresses for Christ's sake. And the word sake is hoper. It means that power being over me for when I am weak, then I'm strong. So the grace of God is God's strength, power manifest through the Holy Ghost. So now, when you start talking about great grace, now turn to James chapter 4. Remember, you had thousands of people who were in one heart and one soul, one goal. The, this great grace didn't come on the apostles. It came on the whole church. Everybody there. Thousands of people. Amen. Now, James chapter 4. And notice here what he says in verse 6. But he giveth more grace. Well, more is like the word great, right? The Greek word for great grace or grace, great is megas. Okay, and megas means, means a large. Megas means big. Megas means high. And megas means broad. So when you talk about megas, we're not talking about a kind of slim operation. When you're talking about megas, you're talking about just splattering it all over the place. It's so high you can't get over. It's so deep you can't get under it. It's so high, glory to God. Well, he said he'd give him more than that. He'd give him more grace, but he said God opposes the proud, though. And he gives grace unto the humble. Amen. Praise the Lord. By the way, this Greek word here for more is the word maison, and that word means larger, greater, and major. So let me read it this way. So he gives larger grace, greater grace, major grace to those who are humble. Well, so humility is part of this. Why great grace is going to happen. They're in one accord, they're in one heart, 
They lost their possessiveness. They gave up all their agendas. Hallelujah. They are unafraid to go up against the government of their day. They're going to stand regardless to whatever happens. And obviously it pleased God because then the building shook. <laughs> and the anointing came on them. And then they began to speak partially in answer to prayer like the Lord gave them. Now go back to Acts chapter 4. Now that backdrop is important because if grace can be manifest in large, wide, deep measure to thousands of people at one time, great grace can be manifest at word of faith. But in order for that to happen, praise God, you have to have the same conditions. You have to have people who are unafraid, people who give up their agendas, people who decide to be humble, people who are willing to give to others. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And people who will pray the word and stand and believe on the word because we're about to see what happens when great grace comes. And so with great power or authority, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was on all of them. Neither was there any among them that lacked. You know what happens when great grace comes? Praise God. Nobody winds up poor in the church. As many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Now, you need to read the Bible like you do a newspaper. You believe the newspaper. Think about what they said. Anybody here own a house? Okay. They said them, those people were so in tune that they didn't, this took time. They couldn't all sell some houses in one day, right? So this took time. So this group stays together and they go, thousands of them, and they sell their houses, takes the cash. Now, it's one thing to give tithes and offers and people bellyache about that. How about taking your house, selling your house, and then you give all the cash away? OMG. Oh my gosh. Something's happened to them. And that's what happens when grace himself. So when great grace is happening, what happens is that stuff don't matter. Praise God. I want you to know God loves you very much and he wants you into his family. You say, well, how do I come into the family of God? Very simple. Just pray a simple prayer. Romans 10, 9. It says, if you will acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the highest authority of all and believe that God is raising from the dead, the scripture said, you shall be saved, delivered. And just pray the simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I do believe. That's right. Repeat it with me. 
I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He carried my sins on the cross, was put in the grave. I believe he's alive now. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Savior. And that's all you need to do. And you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you receive this pre-selected book of the month, Mercy Comes Before Grace. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Do you want your child's education to be based on biblical truth and not secular opinions? Are you looking for a school that will cultivate and develop your child's spirituality as well as their full academic and leadership potential, all within a safe and caring environment and at a fraction of the cost of a traditional Christian school? Then Faith Christian Academy is for you. We're a virtual school committed to providing a Christ-centered, excellent education that reflects the love and plan of God within every subject. We have a commitment to the continuous development and success of our students. Our small class sizes and advanced technology allows us to collaborate with parents and guardians, track your child's growth, and customize their learning path. In our online learning environment, students not only actively engage in their learning academically, but their physical, social, and emotional development as well. Through our various virtual and in-person clubs and field trips, students can pursue extracurricular interests and cultivate God-honored friendships with their peers. Here at Faith Christian Academy, we're committed to excellence or nothing at all. For more information, visit fca-mi.com. Save the date for the Word of Faith Convention. Join us in Southfield, Michigan, August 9th through the 11th, with Reverend Paul Brady, Apostle Michael Freeman, Reverend Kenneth Copeland, a Sunday service with Reverend Hank Kuhneman, and our host, Bishop Keith Butler. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world, and they're doing great things for the Lord now, and we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two-year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God, teach them to observe what God from lost all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, fight the good fight of faith.
This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.